So here's the question. How do active people in the Atlanta area stay pain-free and live the active, fulfilled life that they deserve at any age? This is the question, and this podcast is the answer. I'm Danny Matei, and welcome to the Active Atlanta Podcast. The Active Atlanta Podcast is sponsored by Athletes Potential. At Athletes Potential, we help active adults stay that way, pain-free and active doing the sports and activities that they love for life. We do this by working on four different areas. That's movement, nutrition, stress management, and sleep. When we optimize these four areas, you feel better, you move better, and you live better for life. Head to athletespotential.com to learn how we can help you stay active for life today. All right, what is up, Atlanta? Welcome back to the Active Atlanta Podcast. Guys, we're going to do things a little bit differently today. Of course, like, you know, I'm your host, Doc Jake, and we got Coach Joe with us, and uh, he's going to be with us a lot here coming up. We're super excited about it. We are going to do something. Um, we're going to do like a little segment on this Active Atlanta Podcast where it's going to be called the Strength and Health Project. And I'm going to let Coach Joe get into a little bit about more about what that means, but uh, it's going to be awesome, guys. I'm really excited for you. There's going to be a ton of good information coming out to you uh, for you guys. We're going to release a podcast every other week that's specific to the Strength and Health Project. Uh, it's going to be awesome. You all are going to get a lot of value out of this. We're super excited. Um, so, you know, without further ado, Coach Joe, man. What's up, man? How you doing? How was your trip this uh, weekend? Oh, it was great. Got to hang out with you guys. Man, it was cool. Oh, man. Yeah, it was, a, it was a good time, man. Good time to meet the remote athletes. Good time to see you guys. Um, working with live clients and it's cool to, you know, the first time I was at athletes potential, this was when I first moved to Washington, like four years ago. And that area was full of like puffy couches, um, massage boots and like, you know, TV screens. And it was like set up to be a nice recovery studio. And then you had the, uh, even had the cryo chamber in there. Oh man. So, uh, so when I come in there, when I come in there to this time, it was like, let's get to work. Two squat racks, dumbbells, kettlebells. You know, you got the bike, you got the rower, and then you got, um, you had a, you had a mob of, uh, clinical athletes getting after it, man. It was fun. You guys are doing it, man. It's better use of the space, better use of the space. 100%. You know, it just fits our model a little bit better where, you know, we're always talking about like how our mission is to build better humans. Right. And, uh, yep. Having people come lay around on a couch and put some compression boots on doesn't really uh doesn't really build a better human very well, you know. <laughs> it's part of it. It's part of it, but you know, let them recover on their own time. You know, 100%. you come here, get come here and get to work. I love yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. Now, funny story about the cryotherapy tank, though. So uh, when I first started working here, we had that, and then that quickly went away, unfortunately, because it is nice. I do love cryo, some cryotherapy uh, work, but um, you know, first day they're like, Jake, you want to get in the cryotherapy tank? I'm like, sure, yeah, let's do it up. And they told me about, you know, like the gloves and, and the boots. But what they failed to mention to me was if I get completely naked or not on this or to go into this crowd therapy chamber. And I'm sitting there for probably like five minutes trying to contemplate, like, do I walk out like with nothing on? Like, is yeah, like, yeah. do I have clothes on? Like, do I just put like in my underwear? I had no idea what to do. I ended up, I went in the middle ground. I went out in my underwear and thank God. I was like, perfect. Yeah, that's exactly what you should be wearing. I'm like, okay. Great. <laughs> She did, she did have people come out all the time uh, who be like totally naked. And I'm like, huh, nice. I bet you would. Nope. No, no warning. No warning all. at all. Look at me something, you know, like knock twice or something, you know. <laughs> Please don't pick up that nickel. Yeah. <laughs> Funny enough, she tells this story all the time and it's hilarious. They're not hilarious. It's, it's scary and hilarious at the same time. But 
uh, this person apparently had like some sensitivity to the liquid nitrogen or like the, that was being like, you know, um, turned into air for them to be circulating around. And she was mm. a little bit on the shorter side. So, you know, her head was really in that chamber. She ended up passing out from it. And Claire to like, you know, get her out of there really quick. And like this girl's like just butt naked. And she's like, she wakes up. And thankfully, uh, she Claire didn't know like how to react when this person like woke up and she's gonna be like super embarrassed or anything. And uh, she woke up and she was like, well, thank God I got that boob job. <laughs> People are great. People, People are, are great, excellent. Man. People are great. Uh, anyway. Uh, Actually, the cryo chamber will be a fun little thing to talk about because in context to what we're going to do, because, you know, when he got when y'all got that unit, it was all the rage. You know, people were doing it. It was going all over the place. And you know, I don't know. Is it is it is it, is it standing the test of time? Is mm-hmm. it is it is it as is it as big a recovery tool as necessary recovery tool for high performers as it was touted to be? Mm. Uh, you know, like the literature's. <sighs> So just like everything, like I think our, our, as a whole humans swing in pendulums, you know, like, oh, there's this yeah. new shiny thing. Let me go all in here. And then like, oh, okay, it's not. And then there's a new shiny thing over here. Let me go on and all in over this way. And eventually we kind of land in the middle. And while cryotherapy itself, it's still around for sure. You're still seeing like uh, recovery centers out there that are coming out touting cryotherapy. It can be a good tool. It's better than nothing from a recovery standpoint. I'll say that in some, in certain aspects where you only, if you only have three minutes, man, it's, it's okay. Right. Yeah. But, uh, what the research is showing, what people are, are trending more towards now, it's the same thing. I'm sure you and I were doing in high school and people were doing before us. There's getting cold back, cold ice tubs or cold. That's ice exactly hats, right. You know? That's exactly yeah. right. Yeah. But it's funny too. Cause in just like, you know, this little resource we're going to get into, there's an article where he goes, uh, uh, there's a thing these days about being modern. It's a hang up, really. It doesn't seem to matter if it's good for you or bad, just as long as it's not old fashioned. It doesn't matter how goofy you look in your Nehru jacket, as long as it's mod, right? So it's just talking about even in like the 70s, even in the 60s, there were people aware of this deal that we just, as humans, we chase things, right? Um, but at the end of the day, what works, works, right? So, um, you know, so it's, it's pretty cool. And you see that everywhere, man. It's not just yeah. like, uh, it's not just training, it's in marketing. It's in sales, it's in teaching, it's in coaching. Like it's all these things. It's just about every industry. Like what works, works, right? You you want to talk about industry. It's in education. It's brutal. Yeah. I mean, and I work with a lot of teachers who have been around for 20 years. Now they're all leaving next year because it's been such a crazy year. But you know, every <laughs> time we do a staff development, they're in the back going, we did this 10 years ago. It was called this. And that yeah. you, know, you got this. And it's just like, but at the end of the day, you have to find a way to establish a relationship with the kids and trick them into learning. I don't care what anyone says, but especially the middle school kids, you have to make, make it fun, make it engaging and make it um, meaningful. If you do those things, you're all right. You know, yeah. and, then, and then if you can convince the parents to jump on board, sometimes you're going to, you're going to be successful. There's just no, there's no secret sauce, man. <laughs> yeah, dude, I totally agree. That's like uh but I think the thing that you said there is that makes a, that makes so much sense is like, make it fun, right? Keep it interesting. Like that's what all these programs are out there, right? Like yeah. there's, there's really no, look, of course there is, we can get into it if we really wanted to, but there's really not a ton of difference between doing like, I don't know, let's call it a squat with a barbell, right? Uh, versus a squat with a, some Kaiser equipment or a squat with a, or like a belt squat, right? Like sure. at the end of the day, it's all different strength and modalities. How we load it up is a little bit different. Sure. But um, a big piece of that is it's keeping things fresh. It's keeping things 
uh, keeping things interesting. It's just giving you a new way to do the same thing, right? Um, yeah. And potentially have a couple more benefits. But at the end of the day, we're all trying to just get stronger uh, with with a movement like that. So yeah. Well, and I think and I think what's actually interesting about this resource I stumbled upon is um, you, you mentioned this idea of being stronger. I actually, you know, and it's like this book has been a great reminder, and these articles have been a great reminder that. You know, a focus on strength, I think, should be the priority for everybody's conditioning plan because it's the strength work is like the opposite of what's really, I think, dragging us all down, which is, you know, we've gotten so great at making our lives comfortable, yeah. you know, yeah, and it, everything's so comfortable. So now we have to train to get uncomfortable. And I think the low hanging fruit for 99% of people is to get stronger. You're not strong enough. In fact, I thought I was strong enough, but I'm reading through this book. And one of the best things about it is the strength numbers he puts up. For example, he's like, um, hey, dudes, uh, you want to bulk? It's real simple. It's milk and squats. That's it. I'm not talking anymore about this. I said it a bunch. And then he goes, and by the way, if you're squatting, it's you're not doing enough and you're not going heavy enough. So this guy is saying, if you're a dude and you want to be strong and you want to be big, you should be squatting 150% of your body weight for sets of 20. So for me, wanting to be 200 pounds, that's 300 for yeah, 20. For 20? Now, yeah, to tinker, to tinker with this and build up to it. Listen, looking around Mr. One Rep Oli guy, and this is what I like to do. Um, I did a 220 just before I came out to Atlanta, and it gave me all I could handle. You know what yeah. I mean? So I went 220 for 20. And I was like, okay, that's a good start for this. And yeah. it was a mess. So, um, you know, it's great. It's great to, it's like, okay, let's, let's reset. Let's get humble. Let's go back in time a little bit. And I'm fired up to, I'm fired up to roll through this book. I've already been tinkering and there, there's just a bunch of nuggets, man. Yeah. So then guys, just to give you a little bit of like, we've right. been talking about this book. We've been talking about this project that we're doing the strength and health project. Essentially what we're going to be doing um, on a biweekly basis. So every other week, we're going to be hopping on this podcast and we're going to be talking about some of the principles of strength and conditioning um, that have really just stood the test of time. And we're going to talk about how they've been adapted into like our modern day lives in different ways, shapes, and forms. But at the end of the day, what's the foundational principle that we're all striving for with these certain movement patterns? And have we gotten away from our foundations too much too? So yeah. that's what we're really excited for. And then um, like what Joe was talking about, like a 20 rep, when's the last time any, any of you, I can't, honestly, I can't remember the last time I did a 20 rep max, uh, 20 rep max back squat. Um, I'm sure last I was Thursday. afterwards. <laughs> last Thursday. I can still remember it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> listen, man, it's a, it's a mess. And, you know, even, even trying to attack it the way he wants it, he goes, listen, if you're doing it right, as by the time you get to rep 15, you should be afraid that you're not going to make the reps. Like it's yeah. time to go. Yeah. And he goes, he goes, you'll have a come to Jesus moment in a squat rack. Let's go. So, um, and I'll say anyone who wants to follow along, get the book. It's not expensive. It's not hard to find. Amazon's got it. It's uh, the complete keys to progress by John McCollum. And what this book is, it's, it's a collection of articles that were written in strength and health magazine between 1965 and 1972. So uh, what's all, what I have found is the fun part, even like that little quote that I just read from the book, like, I'm like, what's a Nehru jacket? Like, okay, yeah. mod, mod is like that, that, that British fashion scene. Right. So mm -hmm. like it, it's cool. These little, um, you really are going back in time, but at the same, and the other cool part too, is, um, they mention a lot of elite bodybuilders back then. And you mm -hmm. can go back and find these guys and see their pictures. And what inspired me, I was like, 
if that if those guys are looking like that in this in the sixties, yeah, uh, let's go now. I'm listen. That's the other thing that'll stand the test of time. You know, dudes want to. I don't care who you are. Every guy has this infatuation of wanting to be big. Every guy wants to be strong. Every guy wants to be a dude that walks in the room and gets a little attention. So, um, this this guy, um, it's cool. It's cool to go back in time and give it a try. And like you said, see what works, see what doesn't. And even like without being, um, there also has to be some nuggets that between 1965 and 1972, we we have to be able to improve, yeah. tweak it here. You know, and and you know, rather than drinking a gallon of milk a day, like what can we do for the guy who's got stomach issues with that? You know what yeah. I mean? So yeah. I've already been experimenting with kefir, like, you know, rather than going, let's get the fermented dairy in and see if that's different. So mm, yeah. um, I, I think it'll be different, man. I think it'll be fun. Um, yeah. And what's old is new again, brother. I can't wait to get into it. <laughs> 100% always. And uh, man, I'm super excited because you're right. Like, of course, uh, society progresses as a, as a whole, right? Like as we get smarter, uh, we get, or perceivably smarter, I guess you can say, uh, we, we learn new things, we get better at what we do. So like, yeah, of course, like if once we get to certain things where you're talking about, like where this guy's talking about drinking a gallon of milk a day, like if, if dairy messes you up, that's probably not the smartest thing for you to do. Right. But now we know like different things that we can talk about, different things that we can implement into what the current literature is based off of what these foundational principles are that still work. Cause uh, it's not necessarily the, the milk that he's talking about there. It's, it's the protein intake and everything else. So that's right. Um, yeah. So it's uh, yeah, I'm excited. This is going to be a really fun, like little, little special that we're going to do. Yeah. And look it up, mention the author, the author of all these articles was a dude named John McCollum. And it seems like he was just a gym owner in California. Who's just <laughs> The articles are great, man. He's talking, and there's some stuff about being the gym owner and being a dad and, and managing all this at the same time. It's awesome, and uh, uh, I've I've already had a great thing on it. And uh, let, let, let's start this a little bit. I want to yeah. pull. I want to pull. Uh, I want to pull a quick segment from the book. Yeah. I want to read it to you, and I want you to imagine. Pl- this is, now. Listen, this this little article was written in the late '60s. But yeah. tell me how tell me how relevant it is to right now. Okay. Yeah. Uh, good health is a relative term. It means different things to different people. To the average guy on the street, good health means four colds a year and the flu every winter. It means a major illness once in five years and a major operation once in ten. It means two hours of misery in the dentist chair every six months or so. It means pills so his head won't ache. It means pills to make him sleep. It means pills to keep him awake. Um, it means an upset gut when he eats anything stronger than bread um, and frazzled nerves when Billy leaves his bike in the driveway. It means giving up his teeth at 30, his hair at 40, and seeing ghosts at 50. It means, in short, a condition more to be endured than enjoyed. Uh, good health to the average man isn't really all that good. It's nothing like the kind of health he could have with a little intelligent exercise. Now, come on, man. Yeah. This, that's written in. The, now, listen, it, I think he's rolling over in his grave to see what the pharmaceutical industry is doing right now. You're talking about the pill quote. But listen, I mean, it's relevant still. 100%. It's relevant still. Oh my gosh. It's, it's, it's probably more relevant now than it was then, you know, like hyper relevant <laughs> dude. And, and it's so true, man. It's so true. It's um, man, like pills to help you fall asleep, pills to keep you awake. That's what resonated the most with me, man, because like you're constantly, like you're constantly relying on these external uh, sources for health. It's insane, man. When all you got to do 
we've created a, we've created a society that's a yeah. little too um, comfortable. And you see that all the time. Like, I mean, going back to our very beginning of our conversation with cryotherapy, like that's an engineered way to get cold, right? Instead of just like yeah. going outside in the cold, <laughs> you know, get in the sound, yeah. get in the sound. It's right there. Yeah. For, me, at least. <laughs> <laughs> for you. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's, and man, it's, it's, um, I'm excited because these principles, I'm really excited to do like, there's almost like this time capsule reveal of like what people were saying in the sixties and seventies, or at least this guy was saying in the sixties and seventies and just seeing like how, like we think we've come so far, but really not right. Like we're doing yeah. the same shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're doing the same shit and calling it and, uh, you know, just dressing it up differently. You know, it's like putting lipstick on a pig in certain aspects. The, the <clears throat> part that resonated with me and, you know, I'm, I'm doing this little essay, the wellness essay with my own classes. I'm challenging these kids to, I want them to write a brief essay about a goal statement and then how they can use these wellness factors to, and I pulled this quote right from this book to do it. How can you enjoy your life rather than just endure it? Because to, to make that quote modern, I tell them, I was like, listen, I don't care what you think about your status in life. You live in Lakewood, Washington. Not only are you 1% in the world, you are probably close to 1% in America. This isn't a bad spot. I was like, and I'll tell you this, you're going to get through middle school, no matter how much you don't learn. And you're going to get to 60, no matter how much you don't do watching Netflix and eating Doritos. And actually the kids are eating Takis, you know, these chips, these Takis, chips, oh, you know these Takis. things. Yeah. I've got, I've got a sister yeah. 16 and she's all about the Takis. Yeah, whatever. But <laughs> I was like, you can eat, you can eat Takis and, and you could be uh, watching Mr. Beast all you want. And, but you know what? You're not going to notice that the wheels have fallen off until you try and use them too late. And I see it all the time. And uh, these kids look at me like I'm crazy. But I read that to even the kids I teach. And I'm like, listen, man, let's go. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, and, and I've paired this like, kind of quote with this really rad video series I found on Kai Lenny, who's like a big wave surfer. These great little like YouTube clips, 15 minute series on on him, because what the difference between him in a different way. He's a dude who's enjoying his life. He's found a way to build a passion through training and big wave surfing. And he's, he's attacking strengths from a different perspective. But what I see in him is he's enjoying every aspect of his life. He's yeah. not just enduring it, man. And, and I see that so often now. And, and it's such a bummer. But it's great to have a quote from the 60s from a dude who was just pounding iron. Yeah. And he's saying the same thing to his guys. And, and there's so much to pull from that. So, um, yeah. Again, fired up. I think it's great context for now. And I think it's a great jumping off point to get people fired up about this. And I think it'd be rad if anyone wants to kind of, I mean, my plan, what I see is doing is just picking these articles apart. Let's just go through the dang book. And uh, yeah. again, if anyone wants to join, grab the book, go to Amazon, you know, maybe we need to get us a little link, you know, get us a little, little kickback, you yeah. know, so, so get, buy us some medicine, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> buy us some medicine balls and get a belt squat. But look, yeah. uh, complete keys to strength. Or, excuse me. Complete keys to progress by John McCollum uh, there. It's edited by, you know, by one of his predecessors, but it's awesome, man. Um, I've had so much fun looking at these old articles, whether it's about back squatting, he's even got some great stuff on how to start a running program. And, yeah. you know, um, it's all there. It's all the basics and yeah. um, it's going to help you if you, if you grab into it, I think we'll all enjoy it. Yeah, man. If you get, all right guys. So then, yeah, if you follow along, get the book, if you want to, if not, you can follow along regardless, but uh I can promise you when we get done, you're going to have the keys to be able to know how to enjoy your life instead of how to just endure it. Right. Um, 
And man, I think that's so powerful. And then another thing that I really love about this too, is like, how can you make sure that you're not, that you don't realize the wheels have fallen off before you needed them. Right. That's exactly right. Yeah. You can't yeah. go back and get them sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> go back. Maybe all the time. <laughs> yeah. You know, get the lug nuts tightened up a little bit. Uh, but yeah. guys, we're super excited. This is good. I think you can hear it from us. Like this is going to be uh, a really cool thing to do. You're going to get better by just following along. That's a promise. And uh, we couldn't be more excited about uh, diving into some of this content with y'all. Nice. Well, I hope you're ready. Listen, here's the other part about it too. It's just, it's, it's just grit your teeth and get after it work. This isn't, mm-hmm. this isn't, this isn't, listen, uh, I haven't come across a pilaf press in this book yet. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so, but you know what? Uh, back Maybe. squats, RDLs, <laughs> bench press, and, and, you know, also some, some, you know, movements that have been perceived as perhaps dangerous behind the neck pressing. He goes, you want shoulders? You need to put that barbell behind your head. So listen, yeah. if you want to follow along, get mobile, you're going to need it. Like it, yeah. it then behind the neck pull-ups, you know, behind the neck uh, pull up, yeah. d- dead hang pull-ups. And, yeah. you know, he's talking about tie some weights on you. He said, you should be the weights he's talking about tying on you when you're doing dips and pull-ups um, and the reps um, make you, make you squirm. So uh, if you <laughs> thought you were strong, um, you ain't 60 strong. So let's go. I've been fired up. <laughs> that's perfect. That's a great ending spot. If you thought you, if you're strong, you ain't 60 strong. I love it, man. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh man. All right. Y'all we're super excited. Follow along. So starting not this coming week, but next week. So every two weeks we're going to be releasing these episodes and uh, we can't wait to get after it. So uh, enjoy guys. Get after it, folks. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. If you want to find out more about our guests or about Athletes Potential and how we can help you continue to be active and pain-free in life, head over to athletespotential.com to learn more.